Hello and welcome back to the Woo Woo Woman podcast. My name is Shelly and I am your host today and always. And today we are touching upon the ego and the fact that you're not supposed to let go of the ego. And it's really hard to wrap your head around that because you've heard, um, especially in the spiritual community, the ego, the ego, and like the ego is not your amigo and all the other things out there. And I'm here to give you a different, fresh perspective on my interpretation, definition, and understanding of the ego in today's podcast. So if you haven't yet, please like and subscribe. And if you're able to rate, that would be awesome. And share this with a friend and maybe this resonates and they will do the same. So without further ado, uh, fortunately and unfortunately, I don't have um, any, I guess you would say, commercials. So we just get right on into the nitty gritty of this stuff. So what is the ego? All right, so everyone's going to have a different interpretation um, and understanding of what the ego is. Some may overlap, uh, but the biggest thing that I believe the ego to be is the personality that you've constructed because of your reality. Let me say that again. The personality that you've constructed because of your reality. Now, what is your reality? Well, we enter this world as pure potential spiritual beings, beautiful, cute, chubby little babies that are beginning to use the senses to make sense of the world around us. And the senses are absolutely necessary, essential, and needed in this lifetime and this human experience. But in the very same sense, the senses can get in the way. It doesn't make sense, does it? (laughs) Well, so when we look at um, the structures of our life and the timeline of our life, we are born into this world and we are being molded from that moment on and not only being molded as far as nurtured but also being molded being groomed on a bigger scale as far as the government and society norms and abnormals all of that And we begin to construct our own belief systems, our own values based upon that, as well as based upon our family and our family's beliefs and the reoccurring statements, the reoccurring belief systems that are made, you know, apparent every single day. And we begin to construct a personality through not only hardships, but also through happiness that gives us a definition of what we like and what we dislike. Now, depending on what your upbringing is, that can look extremely 
different and can be ex very extreme. Um, or it could be what others would consider normal because it kind of fits the mold of the American norm or the American dream, right? And again, layers of grooming and shaping that in part is out of your control because it's happening. And, you know, when you're so young, you don't really recognize, um, the effects that it has on you until you get older. Well, hopefully if you're conscious and you're doing, you know, the unlearning of everything, do you really recognize, or it just gets even stronger and more stressful and more anxious. And then you need pharmaceuticals to help you work and pharmaceuticals to put you to bed and everything else in between. Right? So, when we go through this process, we've created our personality, which is, again, shaped by our reality. And we have adopted this personality to be who we are. Again, we've adopted this personality to be who we are. Now, everyone, myself included, can attest to the fact that Sometimes we are around certain people that bring out a different layer of who we are because they either embrace it or they scratch at it. So we understand that there are various different layers of our being and, you know, who we are personality wise and who we are um, as human beings but yet, we always go back to the personality that we've constructed, that we've attached ourselves to be. Like, that is who we are, okay? Now, a, a little um, example of this would be, I am Christian. I am a woman. I am an, a Floridian. I am an American. I am um, against this. I am for that. I am opposed to this. I agree with that. That is negative energy. This is positive energy. That is not what I should be doing. This is what I should be doing. And again, you have, you know, both extremes on both ends of the spectrum on, you know, what you would consider to be what you are for as well as what you are against. Now, another layer of this is the way in which we have adopted our reactions. And this is a part of our upbringing as children that oftentimes can either be uh, very traumatic or hindrances as adults. And an example of this would be you were in school, you got made fun of, and you were really hurt as a child. And the bullying persisted and you know it had to do with something with regards to your appearance now different people are going to adopt a different coping mechanism because of this you're either going to say fuck you this is what i look like have fun like you don't bother me like i'm okay with this i'm sorry you're not okay with me but i'm okay with me or you're going to look at that body part and as you get older try and change it 
or change it, okay? Or you're not going to change it and that is a pain, right? So whenever anybody discusses whatever it may be, like let's just say it's height or um, gender or um, looks of some kind, whatever it is, you're going to get triggered by that. And you're going to either be defensive, get upset, or it's going to make you sad and have this self-loathing and fall into a deep depression, okay? And we can go on and on and on because, again, we are all individuals and we are all experiencing our reality and our environments in different ways and we cope with things in very different ways. But in the end, it's still a part of shaping who you are according to you, which is your personality, which is what you've created yourself to be and what you've attached yourself to being that is a layer of your ego. Now, over time, these things can be um, adopted in such a way that they are habitual and we forget where they started from. We forget where they stem from. We forget where it's rooted from. But they're still a part of our lives and affect our lives. And this could be in our conscious reality, meaning at the surface we see it, we understand it, we know that that bothers us when somebody talks about whatever our, you know, you know like where we're self-conscious and we know that, but we don't know where it came from, okay? And it's a part of who you are. Now, in the same respect and in the same breath, When people say certain things or when you go through life and you're just like, well, that's the way I am. Well, that's just the way that I am. That's the ego. When you're attached to being right, that's the ego. Because you've adopted that to be a part of you. And that's where you get defensive. And a really prime example, especially now within the times that we're in, is political views, okay? When you adopt a political point of view and somebody goes against your belief or your value and it meets your ego, you defend your perspective so much so as if it were you defending your body from being harmed. And that's the ego. And... Again, all circumstances are individualistic. And if somebody's attacking you, of course, defend yourself, okay? But what I'm saying here is that when you feel that part of your being, feeling like you have to defend something, that means that you are attached to a mentality, to an action, to a way of being. And it's rooted at a deeper level to something else because it's you've adopted it as you okay and this is a a part of who we are now going back to like that's the definition my personal definition and understanding of the ego and again I am open if you're listening to this and you're like no that's not the way that it goes first of all check yourself before you wreck yourself and second of all DM me on Instagram at yoga by Shelly. Let's talk about it. Email me Shelly at yoga. I'm sorry. Shelly at ShellySonye.com. 
and let's talk about it. I would love to hear your perspective. Um, everyone's perspective I receive and listen to helps me build upon my own. So please don't hesitate. And if you don't agree, that's totally okay. Um, but check yourself and see like where you're disagreeing and if you're getting defensive because that is a part of it, right? We have to understand that we are very dynamic beings, very, very dynamic beings with so many different facets that help comprise who we are. And when we begin to use our ego and understand that it is our amigo, if used properly, then we've begun to step into the duality of spiritual beings having a human experience, right? Because we're no longer attached to, we are allowing, welcoming, being open-minded and detaching ourselves from objects, from people, from ideas and ideals, and beginning to step into a more embraceive, compassionate state of love, which is ultimately who we are. Now, here's another part that I find to be very interesting. And I just recently uh, watched a video on Gaia, G-A-I-A, Com. If you're not subscribed to that, I highly suggest it. I watch videos on that thing all the time and I have my son watch it and it's just really interesting. It's like a conscious Netflix is what I define it as. And I'm not being paid to say that. Although if Gaia is listening and they want to, you know, give me a little something for promoting them, I'm totally for it. But I will never promote anything on this site for money. I will always promote what I genuinely am attached to and find helpful and if vicariously in some way shape or form I get some form of you know repayment whether it's from the universe energetically or from the company itself great but I will never um, choose money over authenticity putting that out there now when we look at um, other right like we don't care what's happening to other people and I'm going to put this in a sense because this is not a part of a Americans conscious reality we we kind of know about it but because it's not close to home we don't really care about it enough to do something about it okay I know that might, that might be a little confusing but and believe me I'm with you on this like I am the same and like I see the same things and I too am not an activist on certain things um, because it's, it's just genuinely not in my conscious awareness. It's not saying that I don't care, but it's just, we don't, we don't see things like starving children on the streets on the day to day. We don't see children drinking dirty water on the day to day. Um, we don't see all of these atrocities that are happening to human beings and to animals and to our environment, even though we are kind of a part of it and you could say like no we're not we're not the ones but what 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 are you choosing to buy what resources are you using are you what are your like the labor laws with the the purchases like where is it coming from like who had to die and who's you know being affected by your purchases okay because your dollar is your vote now because we don't see that and it's not us. We don't care enough about it to act upon it. 
because it's somebody else. It's, it's other. It's an other, right? But when that other becomes us, we want compassion. We want love. We want somebody to see us, to listen to us, to hear us, right? But what we don't and what doesn't click is that we are another to another human being. We are that other person to another human. And when you adopt an egotistical way of moving through life, and I don't mean like pompous and arrogant and narcissistic, I mean rooted in your belief systems and your values so much so that your heels are kind of dug into the ground that you're oblivious to other perspectives and other ways of seeing things, we've lost our humanitarianism and our ability to connect as human beings and connect to the love and compassion deep, 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 deep down that we all desire and want. And oftentimes the defense mechanism that our ego creates is because we weren't shown love. And it was because we weren't shown compassion. It was because we couldn't show our true colors and who we were because we weren't accepted. Right? So when we allow our ego to be our amigo, we are choosing to inquire about the areas of our life and the beliefs in our lives and our values that we are so deeply connected to and ingrained in that we lack the ability to be open, compassionate, and loving to other perspectives and to place ourselves in another person's shoes, perhaps. So the ego is built upon our reality that helps us develop our personality, which is needed. We all, I'm not saying like, don't, don't have a personality, just be freaking you know, completely numb and disconnected. We need a personality. But where and what part of your personality is rooted in the ego? And personally, I'm going to get real, you know, vulnerable and just be completely open with this. Growing up, I was super athletic and I ran marathons and my girls, Melissa, Ashley, they'll tell you we would go for a four mile run in Coral Springs and then we would go to a kickboxing class and we were beasts, okay? And I had always had this connection to physical strain, physical vigorous exercise, and the feeling of being powerful. And now I don't know if this is an Aries thing. I'm sure there's a part of that too. Because like as a fire sign, we are just very active. Um, we're constantly go, go, go. And just have a lot of energy. But, um, you know, I, I, I was like, that, like, I have to. I have to do this. It makes me feel good. And it makes me feel empowered. I had to broadcast it on Facebook. And like that was like right when... I guess like Facebook was like a thing. I was like, Shelly's going for a four mile run. 
I just signed up for a marathon. And I was looking for validation for people to be like, damn, that's awesome because I felt awesome doing it and I wanted other people to think I was awesome for doing it, right? Does that make sense? And I feel like there's layers of that in everything and everyone, right? And I was looking for validation and, you know, on the flip side of that, I had body issues, right? Like I was doing all of that to feel that so that way I could feel like I looked good and I could fit into a size like four pants and I'm not a small girl. I'm not petite girl. I'm like fairly tall. I'm not skinny, not fat, but my bones are thick. Like I could never be a size two, even if I tried hard, like even if I just stopped eating, I would never be a size two. And there was a part of me that was doing it for validation And that needed validation because I looked good too on top of that, right? And then here's the, here's the kicker. Here's the real kicker. Because I did that, I lost my boobs. Now I was doing that and then I lost my boobs and I felt, I didn't feel feminine. I felt very athletic and I felt, because my personality is a little uh, more masculine than feminine, I would say. And maybe that's just my own perception of myself, perhaps different for other people but I feel as though like I don't really I'm not dainty um I drive a truck and it's all black and it's on you know it's like a TRD forerunner so it's like it's rugged and it's just like I love that but I mean I also like heels so but I would say like my personality is probably a little bit more masculine um than feminine But there's still a part of me that wants to be feminine, that wants to be looked at and admired for my femininity. And then here I was, this like ball of muscle. And I was like, wait, where's, where's the, where's the, the girl parts. And I had this kind of thing about my boobs. And then I started working at the W as a bottle service girl. And most of the girls that I was working with at the bar, like had these big fake boobs. I was like, oh. I would probably make more tips too if I made this, okay? And I got my breast implants in and I, I, I loved them and I didn't regret them and I loved them and I was like, perfect. Like, here it is. Like, this is who I am. Like, this is, this is what I do and this is who I am. And I had to suffer an in- injury from running um, a marathon to fall onto my knees and slow down enough to recognize this and to recognize that I was avoiding so many layers of me, like the real me, because I was stuck in my own head And I was stuck with what I thought everyone else wanted to see in me. That I failed to honor me. And when I suffered that injury and I wasn't able to be as go, go, go and push myself as hard, I fell into, literally, fell into yoga. And... In the beginning, I wanted the hottest, hardest yoga class. Again, the ego layer was still there. 
Um, but I figured, okay, I'm doing yoga and I'm not like, I'm helping my, I'm stretching, I'm helping my foot. So this is good. And then I started to explore with other forms of yoga because I loved it so much and I felt so connected to it. And if you haven't listened to my previous podcast, um, when worship becomes work, I highly recommend it uh, because it's a part of this too. So I began to connect with yoga and this was like one of the first physical practices where it felt physically good, but spiritually good and mentally good. It was everything. It wasn't me mentally forcing myself, go harder, push harder, you got this. It wasn't me being brutal mentally to myself, brutal physically to myself. It was, it felt good all around. And I started to explore with different yoga practices and I started to do more of the calming yoga and I realized that I liked that more and it was more of what I needed in life and at the time more so. And this is when I began to recognize this part of me that I created myself to be. And when all of that fell away and I shedded that and Again, I'm still on the journey. Um, I'm going through my own work and my own layers of that um, and of better understanding every aspect of not only myself but everyone around me and the world around me. But when I chose that, when I started doing you know, the yoga practices that were more passive, I tapped into a deeper sense of myself that connected to my spirit. And I felt whole without having to, to broadcast it, without looking for validation. And I realized that the ego wants validation. You know, it wants to be correct. And it wants to control. And there's a really good quote. And I forget who originally said it, said it, but I know Bob Marley said it. it's like when it's the moment where you want nothing that you gain everything. And that was it. It's like I did the yoga practice and I didn't feel like I needed to tell anyone about it, but I felt whole. I didn't need the validation that I was whole because I already felt it. Does that make sense? And to this day, you know, my life is still shaping itself and I'm still experiencing so many different things. And, you know, this podcast is going to be a really interesting timeline to, to listen from start to finish when I get older because you're, I'm probably going to see my progression and you will also be seeing my progression and the parts of me that change, the perspectives that change and the ability to be pliable and flexible and the, the ability to contradict yourself at times, right? Like we are walking contradictions and that is okay. And when we allow our ego to be our amigo, what we're doing is we're choosing to be aware of our awareness of self so much so that we begin to check in with ourselves and ask ourselves where this comes from. Like, 
why why do I need to do this or why do I feel like I need to do this and begin to take away and add on to life and our lives and our lives and we need our ego like you can never get rid of it and there are some people that was like get rid of the ego like you can't like you cannot get rid of it is a it's a part of the human experience and it could be a valuable tool in your you know spiritual evolution and growth by embracing it and seeing it and honoring it and being aware of it and that is the beauty of life itself and the reason why I decided to touch upon this during like this podcast is because we are all being challenged right now and I have been experiencing it on Facebook with various different posts that I post and I've realized that there are certain things that I believe and I realized too there are other things that people that other people believe and we don't have the same perspective. But just because you don't have the same perspective doesn't mean you lose the compassion. Doesn't mean you call people names. It's a really like every time somebody calls somebody a name, I'm just like I I try to just completely ignore that person because I know that they're functioning from a really different space than I am. But when you begin to see that and hear it, but you're not bothered by it, you're opening yourself up to not only seeing layers of yourself come to the surface, but also beginning to add to your personal perceptions and values and beliefs. And I've seen a lot of people get really attached and really aggressive with their perspectives, which is great. Um, I think that you should definitely hold your own, but I think that at the same time, you should also respect others as well. Because again, remember, you want compassion, you want understanding, and you want to be heard. You want to be understood and you want other people to investigate the things that you're investigating. But when it's called upon you, are you rejecting it? Are you being as compassionate and loving as you would want somebody else to be towards you and your perspectives and your beliefs? Because that is what we're here to learn and understand. And that is what we're here to develop and nurture on a personal, you know, per, like on a personal perspective as well as like a bigger, grander perspective. So as you step into the rest of your life, you cannot let go of the ego. You cannot. And when you, when that's when that like, falls away right it's like oh thank god you know it's like get rid of that thing no but you can use it as a tool you can use it as a very powerful tool to understand your depths 
to understand your triggers, to understand your beliefs, your attachments, and inquire more about that so you could be more present and palpable when they're triggered and you know and you could honor yourself and be like whoa okay hold up just breathe okay i reacted totally rash why where am i at why was i why was i so triggered by that comment why does that bother me so much where am i attached why am i attached and you begin this internal dialogue of being compassionate to yourself and forgiving as well to yourself um, to embrace the possibilities of (laughs) you've been holding yourself back maybe in certain things and everything's been the same and every everything happens in cycles because maybe you were reacting and acting in a cyclical manner instead of embracing it for what it was being present loving compassionate and kind some people are like this this always happens to me this always happens to me okay well what are you always doing what's the common denominator What is attempting to be shown? What is trying to come into your awareness so you could see it this time instead of seeing it the way you've always seen it? Begin to see it in a different way to help you, to open you up, to crack you open. We don't need to be defensive to one another. We don't need to be right. We don't need to impose our beliefs on other people to the point where they feel suffocated and you're stressed out because they don't get what you're saying. If people aren't on your level, that's okay. Be okay with other people not being on your level. That doesn't mean unfriend them. That doesn't mean reject them. That doesn't mean calling them names because that's your ego because you're like, oh, this person doesn't agree with me. Be compassionate. If somebody doesn't agree with you, you want the same in return, right? What's your ego trying to tell you? And you know... The one thing, it's like I think of Lego my ego and Lego my ego. What is your ego trying to let you go from? Or wait, did I say that right? (laughs) What is your ego trying to show you to let go of? Instead of let go of my ego, let go of my ego. What is your ego trying to show you to let go of? Because you need your ego to show you those things. Instead of being carried away by your ego and, you know, defining as like, this is, this is who I am. I am, it's like hiding behind your astrological sign. I am an Aries. This is who I am. Okay. I see you, girl. I see you, boy. No. You are responsible for you. 
you are responsible to better yourself. It doesn't happen from anything external. It happens from everything internal. Your internal dialogue, your thought processes, your reactions, your habits, your environment. So, what you gonna do with your ego? Hmm? Are you gonna embrace it? And are you gonna hold your ego's hand and let it show you things? Or are you going to be defending it till the death? Hmm. I think that's it. Nothing else is coming through. I love you. And thanks for being here with me. Thanks for letting me voice my truth and share my truth, the truth that is right now and unfolding for me right now, but the truth that's also evolving. And this journey is so beautiful, all of it every last piece and our consciousness and our energetic vibration as a whole is really beginning to level up and it's so fulfilling to know that you're all here with me And you're all experiencing the leveling up in so many different forms and ways, but still experiencing it. And it's so much more open and so much more welcomed that I think our consciousness is beginning to shift at such a rapid, rapid rate that a new earth begins with us, right? The new earth is us because it's a new way of thinking and being that includes all things. It's not you as the center of the universe. And, you know, side note, we once thought we were at the center of the universe. Just laugh at that one real quick. Like how egotistical is that? But we are beginning to realize that There's more to life than this life of the senses and life of the things. And it's so awesome to be in it and be a part of it and be alive at this time and be able to witness this And be able to experience the personal shifts and to see the amazing shifts um, in all of you. And I've connected with quite a few of you and it's just been so amazing to have the ability to have this open dialogue of communication. It's not aggressive. It's just, it's just talking, just sharing and talking. So if you want to connect with me, if you want to chat, you know where to find me. 
Again, like, share, rate. Thank you again for your support. I love you guys, like for real. I wouldn't, I really honestly wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Right? So, thank you.